say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. <laughs> I'm Sunny Hepburn. And I'm Brandy Flakes. And this is Book, Book of Lies. Lies. The podcast. It's Bolt Bitches. So uh this week I really wanted to talk about friends. I wanted to talk about the Friends Reunion. Um if you guys have listened to this podcast, I hope you know that I'm a huge fan. Katie, I know you hate it, but we love you. So <laughs> stick around. It's not all gonna be about friends. Um, what did you think of the reunion? It was cute. I was like, oh, like, you know, you could see how, like, they're, they hadn't, hadn't lost their camaraderie. On, For real. On the... I feel like they still have slumber parties, especially, like, Courtney and, um, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Yeah, they're besties. They still, like, they hang out, but, um, um, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Matt LeBlanc is so fat. <laughs> he, dad bod. Because I was like, dad bod in full effect. But he was saying, like, I think... I think Matt LeBlanc, he he loved the show. Like he, you could tell. Like he watched the series. He loved the people that he was working with, and then he would say, like he was watching shows with his family, mm-hmm. and he would like tell his daughter, "Hey, watch this part, watch this part," and like he got his family to love it. Mm-hmm. And he's still an acting, like he's still a working actor. Yeah, they all are. Well, he has still series, like, episodes and yeah. something else on Netflix. I think he had that show on. Um I want to say ABC for a minute. Yeah, it's on it's on Netflix now. I started watching it on Netflix. Oh, okay. Um, but and then like David Schwimmer has come so far, like he's Melman <laughs> from Madagascar, mm-hmm. but he's a director and he, like he did that anyway. I enjoyed it as well. I enjoyed seeing everybody come back. I like reminiscing on the old episodes, uh-huh. and I was mad that um, Paul Rudd didn't make an appearance. Oh well. Nor did uh, Aisha Tyler. There was a lot of people who were on the show. Mm-hmm. So I read an article. I saw the Reese Witherspoon part. Mm-hmm. I think I might have fallen asleep on it because I was drinking wine. It was long. It was very long. Yeah. It was like two hours long or some shit. It was an like hour an and a half. hour 45. <laughs> but not um, like, an, you know, how they do on TV when it's like just a 30 minute reunion or whatever. Yeah. Well, I was reading some article. I think it was like on Indie Wire. It was on Wire or something. And this uh, this writer was like, okay, everybody needs to get over friends already. And I was like, you's a hating ass bitch. <laughs> and I was reading the article. Because she's like, um, okay, you know, it happened so long ago. And with streaming, there's been a resurgence. But let's not forget that, you know, they. she tries to, like, cover the whole, like, 10-year span of friends. How, like, slowly yet surely they were, like, including more people. Of color in the series and... Yeah, when it started out, it was a fucking six white people in a, on a show. 
Yeah, in New York. And it was the 90s, so what do you expect? But mm-hmm. eventually, like, you know, they changed writers. They changed... They, they progressed. But she was just really trying to live in the past of Friends. And I was just like, um, you are not going to take this away from me. <laughs> I'm going to read this article, but I don't agree with you. And hating on the people that love Friends. Like, I was talking to... Um, someone yesterday and I was like I made friends with this grumpy old man at work with me he was just so grumpy and I felt like he hated everybody and they sat me next to him and I was like what am I gonna do I was like hey do you watch friends he was like yeah I watch friends and we're like best friends now he like tweets me random friends quotes and stuff oh that's funny I love it so I'm just saying friends has brought a lot of people together like Ashley she was the first person to have like the box set and we like watch the box set and then I bought all the box set like I've been there <laughs> I've I've lived it. Okay. Okay. So I hope you guys um, watched it or enjoy Friends, or you're not going to enjoy what we're talking about right now, or we just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So how was your week? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When, oh, so we went to the recycling center. Yeah, we went to the recycling center because we have a whole bunch of empty water bottles, plastic bottles, and like one, we had one bottle and one bag of cans. We pull up, and the guy's like, Sir, Excuse me, sir. Talking to you? We ran out of money. No, it's not a Norman. We ran out of money, so we can't take your stuff. Your only job is to pay for these things. <laughs> and now you... you how, what do you mean you ran out of money? Oh, well, we were really busy today. Apparently, y'all need to go get me some money. <laughs> and then they're changing ownership, so a new company is taking over that their, their thing. Because they're that place is so fucking weird. They're open on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from... Like 11 to 3. That's weak. So you have a small window to go and do your recyclables. And they're not even open on weekends. So if you have to work on the weekdays, you're fucked for going there. And, of course, it's the only one in that in that town. It's frustrating. So it's like, great. So <laughs> now what? Like, you know, so I was like, well, we can go to Lancaster. And Norman was like, well, no, not today. I was like, what do you mean not today? Like, this, all these bottles are in my fucking trunk. I don't want them in there. So, they're sitting back in the garage now. I'm sorry. That would have pissed me right the fuck off. Mm-hmm. 
which you obviously did. I was did. super annoyed. I was like, this, they need to get their shit together. They need to get their shit together. Hopefully the new company that's taken over will change their hours to normal fucking business hours. I don't know. People can, you know, like have a bigger window to take their fucking recyclables. Because we went on a Wednesday one time after we had already gone on a Wednesday, like two weeks before we went on a Wednesday, they were closed. Just like, this is stupid. Oh, but that is all I remember from this week. Oh, and I watched, I finished watching Lucifer yesterday. All of the, uh, that, well, the season, the show is over. So I watched the last half of season nine, which they just put new episodes up this weekend. Mm -hmm. So it ended, uh, pretty interestingly. If you're a fan of Lucifer, you might want to give it a watch. Um, and that's about it. So how was your weekend week? Oh my God. I've been so freaking busy. Um, I've been really busy planning for your reunion. So as we speak, as you're listening to this episode, guys, it's go time for the class reunion that I've been hyping up for the last two years. <laughs> it is fucking happening this Saturday. Wish me well. Wish me crunk. And um, let's hope for the best. I don't know those people better tip. You better tell them. I'm putting put out, put out bring tip cash jar. for tips, bitches. I'll put out a tip jar. No, uh, tell them. I will tell them to bring cash. Um, also, <laughs> I've been slaving in my backyard. I've been hustling with this uh, animation production studio. I feel like I've been, like, working the hardest with them. I finally closed this fucking deal I've been working on for nine months with my company. And um, then I'm on my way out. Um, I've just been working really hard and I'm really tired. But we finally made it here. I don't think we've been in the closet in a really long time talking. Because last week we did the live stream for The Cure. Yeah. And we crushed it. I hope you guys watched. I'm trying to get the video on to YouTube, but it's rather large. And the weekend before that, we did um, Anthony. with Anthony. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so it's been two weeks. It's been two weeks, guys. So how are you guys doing? You guys living large and in charge? Cool, cool, cool. Um, hey, connect with us on social if you aren't already. You can visit our website at bookoflifespodcast.com. You could visit our uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff, Book of Lies Pod on Twitter. Book of Lies podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and uh, give us a follow. Thank you to all of our followers on on Podchaser. Thank you so much. Um, if you're listening on Podchaser, we love you. Yeah, thank you for being here. We really appreciate that. Thanks so, for coming. Thanks for coming. At first, I was just going to make you guys listen to Friends, but I decided to do some homework for you. So, oh, you were trying to talk about Friends for the whole episode. Oh yes. Oh my God. Oh yes. I was going to make you guys listen to the whole thing. So, Sunny, what are we talking about today? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, what's up? I forgot we were here. Um, so today we are going to talk about um, Telex Free. Have you heard of Telex Free? Telex Free? No, mm -hmm. I've never Telex Free. So I got the tip from American Greed. Let's tell you the story of Telex Free. Telex Free was a... They were selling voice over IP services. Okay. It sounds like that's... Yeah. Yeah. It's VoIP. So it's a VoIP company, right? So they were established in February 15th, 2012. And they're a voice over IP. So what that means is they are internet phone and they were targeting targeting the company to like immigrants. So uh. saying, oh, <laughs> hey, you can call your country for free. Right. You know, um, this is a great phone service, blah, blah, blah. I, and with VoIP, you could definitely do that. There's a lot of VoIP companies out there. Google where, is a VoIP company. Google is a VoIP company, voice over IP. That was the company, right? And it was founded by these two dudes, 
Carlos Wanzler and uh, Joseph Merrill. They founded the company. It was established in uh, Massachusetts. Um, Carlos Wanzler, um, he's from Victoria, Brazil, and he like you know traveled to the United States for a better future or what have you. And he meets this Merrill guy, and the Merrill guy James, he was like an entrepreneur, and there was like other businesses, but they decided to start this Telefrex. Telex Free Inc. Um, these two started it together, and so the way they started this company is, hey, you know, we're selling these services to people, but what they would do is they would get people to um, work for them. But what they would do is they would charge the people to work for them. Huh? So they would say, okay, if you want to work for us, we have this this plan, and um, you pay us fourteen hundred dollars total. What? And then we will pay you um, $100 a week. All you have to do is post these ads on the internet. Wait. They told people mm-hmm. that you have to pay us $1,400. To work for us. Uh, work with us, yes. So you're going to pay me $1,400 first. Yes. And then after you pay me the $1,400, mm-hmm. I'm going to pay you $100 a week. A week. A week. So, and are these people in the United States? These people are in the United States. Um, when the company starts, it's in the U.S. So what happens is, okay, if I've invested $1,400 in 14 weeks, I will make my money back. Right. In a year, I would have, um, you know, made 200% interest. So they have, they're selling this dream to people saying, that hey. That sounds fucking stupid. Well, it is. So just keep <laughs> listening. They're selling this to, hey, work from home. Uh-huh. Um, pay to work from home. Pay to work. Well, work from home, but you can make a lot of money. No, you just make this initial investment and you will get this money back. You can get paid just by posting these ads, but guess what? You can make more money if you recruit people to do the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Roll them eyes. Tell me what you're thinking. It sounds like a fucking pyramid scheme. Well, it's not a pyramid scheme because they actually have a product, which is this voiceover IP or do they? I don't even know if they actually are using, have a, a product that they're giving, that they're selling. They have a product that they are not selling. Okay. So, it <laughs> is a pyramid scheme. Yes, good job. But she just heard this and she was like, pyramid scheme. Other people hear this and like, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. And um, it is a pyramid scheme. It's an MLM, but it's not really an MLM. It's not. It's a pyramid scheme. Because the people... That get involved, they're making their money by recruiting people. They get sign-on bonuses from recruiting people. Yeah. And, and but they're not obviously not selling the product that they're supposed to be selling. Right, because they're making but they're just posting stuff. They're like, oh, just keep posting. Uh-huh. And you know, it's advertising. That's what you're getting paid this hundred dollars for uh-huh. per week. So you can continue to do this and get paid, and the way they pay them is in points. What? What wait, yes. what does that even mean? Yes, okay. So they have an online dashboard oh, where um, where it's like, okay, we pay you $100 a week. We're just going to give you 100 points a week. And, and then a point is worth a dollar? A point is worth a dollar. Bank your points and then cash out later. Fuck you. <laughs> I need my money now. Run me my money. I have bills to pay and mouths to feed. Well, if you wanted your money, you could just cash out and they will go ahead and send you a check. Okay? <sighs> this is This is the plan. Okay. Right. So then some people 
are sticking around doing what they're supposed to do. And they're making a lot of money because they're getting their points paid out to them weekly for the ads that they've been posting. They're recruiting other people. So they're getting um, a bonus for recruiting people. But the thing, the way the bonus worked out is people would get paid seven levels down or six levels down uh-huh. for, you know, recruits. Right. So if you're recruit recruits, you're going to get paid. If you're recruit recruit recruits, you're going to get paid. Right. So, of course, the, the people at the top of the pyramid are making the most money. Of course. <sighs> okay. So it's like the first four people that got in on it are the ones that are making all the money. Yeah. And then everybody else is like, uh, they might be making like a few cents here and there, but they're not fucking making anything that's going to be worth doing all the work that they have to do to fucking recruit people. Pretty much. Um, except if you're getting paid. Okay. So keep in mind, there's a point system. They want you to keep the points in their, in their online dashboard. Mm-hmm. Right. So what these recruiters or promoters or investors, they all are the same people. Investors, promoters, recruiters, they're all the same person Uh recruiting people to Telex Free. What they would do, the recruiters would say, hey, if you want to be involved in this, in in Telex Free, you need to pay us cash money. Cash money. No, no, no checks, no credit cards. I want the cash. Give me the cash. cash. So what they would do is they would collect this cash from people and make their money cash. But then when they would turn around and pay for these new recruits after they sign them up, they have to go through that online dashboard and use points to pay for these new recruits. What? Wait, what do you mean pay for the new recruits? To pay the company, to pay Telex free for the, the, the onboarding new account. What? So you're saying I recruited. Okay, so let's say I, re- I recruit Joe Blow. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to pay for Joe Blow's onboarding, too? No. Joe Blow gives you 50... Let's just say $1,500. Let's round it up. Joe Blow gives you $1,500 uh-huh. for his onboarding fee. Okay. Right? Instead of you putting the money into um, the, the, dashboard. the tele-free system to, like, upload money, you're like, oh, well, I have $1,500 worth of points in my system, so I'll just go ahead and transfer that, and I'm going to keep the cash. Okay. Transfer to who? To, to him? To Telex. To, like, the corporate. Okay. To, for this new account, for this new promoter to be able to have access and do everything that everyone else is doing. Okay. So, instead of the company taking the cash in, the recruiters are taking the cash, mm-hmm. and they're using points that are already in the system, and they're buying points from people so they can hang on to this money. Okay. How do you buy points? Just give cash Still points. Going, yeah. Hey, hey, Brandy, I see you have 2,000 points. I'll give you $1,000 for them. Oh, so now you're shorting me $2,000. Exactly. But okay. they were using the point system to kind of game the system. So this is just kind of like backstory so you guys understand what's happening. Okay. So let me actually go to your my notes. <laughs> so Telex Free was a multi-billion dollar Ponzi scheme. Uh-huh. Disguised as an internet phone service company. This company is the largest fraud of all times in terms of number of people affected. Okay. There is more than 1 million victims. And it didn't just... So it started in the U.S., but eventually it spread out to over 100 countries. Oh, that's Specifically Brazil, because the other guy that was involved is from Brazil. Right. So what they did is they utilized social media... 
They utilized videos, YouTube, um, Facebook, and their shit went viral. Mm. So since their shit went viral, people were like, oh, this is the ticket. And they were targeting immigrants because they would come to the U.S. and like, okay, this is um, the land of opportunity. Yeah. And all these other people are saying they're making all this money. Why can't I make this money? Yeah. This one guy, he, um, I think he said he came from, I don't know if it was El Salvador or somewhere like that. Because you could put in as much money as you wanted. You didn't just have to put in 1400 If you invested more, technically, you would get more back. That's how they saw it, and that's how they spun it to these people. This one guy got a loan for $10,000 and then handed it to those people in cash. So here you go, $10,000. Let me be involved. Ugh. And what they would do is they would leave their money in the online portal as points to um, cash out later or just to watch it build and then cash out when they wanted it to, when they wanted to. So I told you, uh, Telex Free was run by Carlos Wanzer, Wanzler, Wanzler and James Merrill. So James Merrill was the more established guy. J, uh, Carlos, the guy from Brazil, he was not. They're running this company together. And um, Carlos knows it's a Ponzi scheme and is very involved in it and is very happy to take people's money. <laughs> of um, he is. The other partner thought it was a legitimate business and really stood behind the company and was like, oh, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. But they really aren't selling these phone services. The money's being made from the recruiting yeah. and the pyramid. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and then this company was, I'll just tell you guys right now, it was only going on for two years. For okay. two years, they recruited a billion people. Oh. <laughs> was it a billion or a million? Serious, I think I'm sorry, a million. a million. I'm sorry, more than one million people. That's some serious work, though, like, to... Because most companies don't get off the ground for, like, in their first year. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, people are watching the company, and they're like, there's something not right here. Um, this is a pyramid scheme. And they're like, hey, do you know anybody who uses this, this VoIP service? No. Like, have you ever heard of this service? Do you use it? Do you know anybody who uses it? It's, have you ever tried it? Like, what are you talking it's about? It's published all over the place. And I'm sure their main priority was not to sell the service. It was to sell the business. Yeah. And so um, what happened was in March 5th of 2013, the Secretary of Economic Monitoring of the Brazilian Treasury, they're like, this shit is a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> and um, I guess they had a subsidiary going in Brazil. It was called Impactus Commercial. They were like, this is a Ponzi scheme and your operations will be suspended in Brazil. Okay. So in Brazil, they're like, shut it the fuck down. Yeah. But there are a lot of people making money. These promoters, these people at the top of the pyramid, mm -hmm. they're making money hand over fist. Right. So June 13th, they suspended operations in Brazil. Telex Free Brazil Brazilians operations were regarded as one of the largest financial frauds in Brazil's history. And the Brazilians are probably like, we're going to cut your fucking heads off. Well, the funny thing is the people that decided to suspend operations, like the judge and, you know, the prosecutor, they started getting death threats. Of course they did. From people. They're like, um, you're fu you fucking with my bag. Uh -huh. And... <laughs> Because they recognized it. So, yeah, here it is. The public prosecutor of Telefex, a Telex Free case, um, Alessandro Marquez, and the judge of the Second Civil Court, Theus 
Ferreros have reported death and kidnapping threats after the court's decision to freeze Telex freeze assets and operation in Brazil. Hmm. Um, they got these death threats via email, phone calls, and online posts from Telex free promoters. Yeah, because they're like, well, how am I supposed to make money? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to kill you, you So Telex Free also um, runs as a, a fake MLM recruiting. Um, so the promoters join. They pay fourteen twenty five. They place ads online for a week, and they can make two hundred percent back. Again, members are paid in credits and are encouraged to leave their credits online. They're targeting immigrants. They're sell- okay. So then the owners they're selling their stories to um, like their success stories because this other guy he's like, hey, I'm an immigrant. I came from Brazil, and look at me now. I've got a yacht, bitch. I've got houses. I'm doing all this stuff. And they are having, like, these mega meetings and these, like, these, these, you know what I'm saying? They're filming everything, and they're making everything look glamorous. So on the website, when they're, like, you know, learning about this company, immigrants are hooked. They're like, oh, okay. But then people were saying that it's a lightweight cult. Because they're like, oh, I'm going to give them my money. Like, they were just continuously putting money into it, uh-huh. converting them to points, and watching them grow. So, or were they collecting <sighs> interest? I mean, what? No. So, I don't, I don't understand, like, how, I don't, that's the one thing I don't understand. If I've given you 1425 and I'm a part of this organization, why in God's name would I go ahead and give you an extra five thousand, ten thousand, one hundred thousand? Exactly. Exactly. Um, unless there was like an incentive or a bonus or something that I'm not privy to, but they would say people would give them everything. They would. This woman was like diagnosed with some disease and she needed money and help for her her treatment, and she went to Telex Free and gave them like twenty thousand dollars of all the money that she had to get into this business. And um, maybe you make more per week. I don't fucking know. But yeah, that was the confusing. That was the confusing part because this one guy refinanced his home and gave them four hundred thousand dollars <sighs> to to convert to points. Yeah, and to be a part of Telex Free. It doesn't make sense. If you only have to pay fourteen hundred, why are you giving them all this other money? Maybe people like, well, give me how much do you have? How much you have? I mean, because then what they were saying was the promoters. They learned how to game the system because one of which system the point system and how they were getting paid. They were paying themselves, uh, of course, rather than going to Telex Free and saying, "Hey, you know, we've got this." They would do it with points, but they would collect cash from people. So they would say they said that Carlos um, Wenzler, he was at the top, top, top of the pyramid, and what he would do is he would um, manually deposit points into people's accounts. Like, his head people uh-huh. put points in their account, and he's like, just bring me the cash. How? So he started taking cash uh-huh. from the people that would come in. That's to- why I'm like, that doesn't make sense how these points, they're like, keep your points in, in your, you know, in your database, or whatever, your uh, dashboard. It's currency for their database. But yet, they're collecting cash. The cash is supposed to be converted to points. But if somebody you give somebody else the cash and they give you half the points, that doesn't make sense. Well, so once I'm on board and I'm getting paid, you guys are paying me with points. If I've been on for the year, 
I gave you $1,400, but my points said I have 5000 So I've made my money back and then some. Yeah. Based on my time, technically, right? So if I've got 5,000 points in my pool, for instance, and all these people decide to sign up, I can technically fund four new recruits just from my points. And then I collect all this money. So I've got this cash on hand. But it would seem like that's the equivalent. Like the points and the cash should be equivalent. They shouldn't, it shouldn't be you're getting more cash for these points. I don't, that's a fucked up system. I don't understand that particular part. There's a little confusion I feel like the points are basically nothing. Like the points. Eventually it is nothing. Yeah. Like you're, you, you have all these points that you can withdraw. Right. Mm -hmm. But at, at the end, in the end, some, somehow the people on the bottom that have points aren't going to get any money mm-hmm. because all the point money is going up to these people. Mm-hmm. So by the time you get down to the bottom and people are trying to cash out, there isn't anything because all of the money it's gone. that's supposed to be funding these points, mm-hmm. which still makes no fucking sense, mm-hmm. is gone. Because it doesn't make sense that I can give you... You're, you're going to buy 2,000 points from me for a thousand dollars you're giving me half the money that i'm supposed to be like that i could easily just say i want the money and you write me a check for it right so what are we talking we could negotiate that's like food stamp fraud that's what people do with food stamps oh um are you are you paying cash and people would be like oh well you can pay um you can pay with your food stamps Mm -hmm. or i'll pay with my food stamps and then you give me the cash Mm -hmm. or people would be like well i'll sell you my food stamps this is 150 dollars worth of food stamps you give me $75. $75. Yeah. And so they take the $75 cash because they want to go buy, you know, whatever, whatever they're going to buy. Yeah. And meanwhile, now you have double the money because you're actually buying food. Yeah. It's, it's a bunch of fuckery and it didn't work because <laughs> obviously Brazil has caught on to it. It's a Ponzi scheme. Um, Winsler, <laughs> Mr. Winsler, <laughs> Mr. Winsler. Yeah. Um, he knows it's a Ponzi scheme and he's making money. So he's making a lot of money and he's stealing from the company, he's stealing from his partner. Let's talk about how he spends this money. Owns 30 different properties in Massachusetts and Florida, expensive cars, boats, and he's sending money back to Brazil. Boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. He bought a yacht. Wansler, he's getting paid money to him because super promoters are opening up storefronts. So then they're starting to open up storefronts. So they're like, oh, come on in off the street. Give me what you got. We only take cash. We'll sign you up. Herbalife. <laughs> You're a part of this organization now. And so um, they were just raking in the cash. Mm-hmm. So then Brazil shuts shit down. So then um, the United States is like, uh, okay, um, there's something going on here. Around 2014, what had happened was... There was a little bit of a scare, and they're like, okay, this got shut down. This is a Ponzi scheme. What the fuck's going on? We want our money out. They owe $5 billion, $5 billion to... um, All their representatives? They owe $5 billion to 1 million people. Damn. They only have $103 in... $103 million in the bank account, and they got $5 billion out there. This doesn't make sense. So what do they do? They probably fucking shut down. They filed for bankruptcy. Oh, I was thinking that. Okay. They filed for bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. So one million people got screwed. Go to the online account at Telex Free, and the shit's shut down. 
All their money's gone. And um, it's quite the clusterfuck because they didn't... Once they knows it's a Ponzi scheme. Merle does not. And they're going to all these lawyers. Their lawyer was like, hey, can you take my name off of your website? I don't want to be involved. There's a bunch of fuckery going on. You find another lawyer. This is a Ponzi scheme. There's no way that you guys are going to get around this. You guys need to go ahead and restructure business. How is restructuring going to do anything? They, they fucked up. Like, they fucked up. Yeah, period. they fucked up. Exactly. They fuck up, but one one half of the partnership mm-hmm. knew it was a Ponzi scheme, exactly. and the other half didn't. Uh-huh. So, confusion? Gullible? Like, what happened there? Well, one half of the, the relationship was stealing money. Yeah. And when the, um, after the the bankruptcy happens, so the scam went on for two for two years, $5 billion owed to 1 million people. Um, the company has $100 million in the bank. They file for bankruptcy. Everybody loses all of their savings and all their investments. And so Carlos Wenzler flees to Brazil. Uh-huh. So I guess he has a, a grown-ass daughter, and he's like, hey, boo, drive me to Canada. Drives him to Canada. He goes <laughs> he goes back to Brazil just to drive to Canada? <laughs> no, no, no. He drives to Canada uh-huh. and then flies to Brazil via Canada. Oh, okay. Because, well, Okay. I don't know. Maybe he didn't want the SEC to come for him or something. When was this? This was in... 2014. 2014. So, no, because he still would have had to show his passport to get into Canada if they had flagged his passport. Whatever. Okay. All right. Well, uh, and... <gasps> no, that was... I think that was the time when you all you had to do was show your ID. Maybe. So, 2014, they filed for bankruptcy, and then an investigation is... Underway in April 2014, and they confirmed that Telex Free worked under a Ponzi scheme and handled more than uh, one billion worldwide, one billion dollars worldwide. Um, the SEC Massachusetts, you know, determined this or whatever. So this guy takes off, right? And they're like, "Where's the money? Where's the money?" And so he gets this other guy involved, and he's like, "Hey, dude." Um, his name was like, um, it really doesn't matter what his name was. It doesn't matter what your name is. It doesn't matter. He has this guy. He's like, hey, I need you to go to my apartment. And um, I need you to go into the guest bedroom and lift up the, the mattress and bring me as much money as you can bring me up there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this guy. So this fool is actually hiding money under the mattress. All right, then. Guess how much money was under the mattress? A million dollars. $20 million under the mattress. Are you fucking serious? I'm fucking serious. So he had this guy. This guy was on his third trip when he got caught. Third trip to the mattress? <laughs> uh-huh. To the mattress. And um, um, what is that called when you're laundering money, I uh-huh. guess? Laundering money or transporting money or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Trans- he was transporting the money? Trafficking money. Yeah, he was getting the money, uh-huh. filling it up in bags, and getting it to Brazil. From the United from States. From Massachusetts, yes. Oh, damn. So okay. then he, the guy gets pulled over. He's crying. <laughs> crying on camera because he's acting under the orders of Wansler, uh-huh. who is in Brazil living the high life. But then eventually um, they start uh, legal issues with him because they're like, bitch, you stole our money. Brazil already knows it's a fraud. You come back to us, so we're going to handle you over here. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he was considered a fugitive because, mm-hmm. like, uh, he fled the country after authorities accused the company of running a billion-dollar fraud. 
said in an email that he's currently unable to leave Brazil because he would be jailed if he returned to the United States. Of course. So he's still in Brazil now? Mm-mm. Oh, hang on. Arrested in Brazil 2019. After what feels like far too long news today that um, Telex Free co-founders Carlos Wansler and this other guy, Carlos Costa, have been arrested in Brazil. Federal police swooped in on Wansler and Costa in the early hours, blah, blah, blah. Wansler was apprehended on the way to the gym. The feds got him? United States feds? Yeah, he had been on the run from the U.S. authorities since 2014. He thinks he's fucking cute. Wansler was stripped of Brazilian citizenship in 2018, paving the way for extradition to the United States. Yes, that's yes. Okay. Brazil was like, we don't want him. (laughs) Take this fool back. So um, he, he about to get it. And that happened in 2019. A Brazilian national was sentenced to almost three years in prison. Thursday in the U.S. for laundering $20 because that money that was in the mattress. His name is Rocha. That's the one who was moving the money. Yeah, you said Rene. Rene Rocha. So, damn! So, Mr. Wansler and James Merle were indicted on in July 2014 on charges they operated Telex Free as a massive pyramid scheme. Mr. Merrill pled guilty to those charges and was sentenced March 2017 to six years in prison. Oh, damn. So, his... The other guy got six years in prison. And so then in 2019, the police came for the other guy. Carlos Wansler um, was sentenced to 12 and a half years in prison. <laughs> Just 12. Uh-huh. And a fine of a million dollars. What? March 26, 2020. A $1 million fine. Yeah. $1 million. Yeah. That's bullshit. I'd be, see, I could be Wansler is currently in jail waiting on his extradition process. People, I wouldn't, no, I could not be a judge because people who fucking do shit like that, they would, you get 25 years. <laughs> Look at your eyes. And you have a, you're going to, you're going to pay a billion dollars because you owe people $5 billion. So there. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's really fucked up. Um, A lot of money was stolen and they stole from a lot of people who had nothing. Yeah. Who had absolutely nothing. I refinanced my house. I gave you all my savings. And even though I'm battling whatever fucking life-threatening disease. Yeah. My kids fucking baby formula money. Like, fuck you, dude. Somebody needs to kick his ass in prison. Well, um, I think so many people were affected by this. That's why I wanted to do this episode. So, the, the, the dick lickers who (laughs) took all these people money. And then there's, um... They, they, they've been recovering money. So they found the money that was in the mattress. <laughs> the $20 million. That mattress money. And then they've been, um, they were going after the super promoters to try and recoup some of the costs or the fees and the money to give back to the people, you know, mm-hmm. like in a class action lawsuit. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it's still horrible. Mm-hmm. That's why you can't trust nobody, man. It's messed up. It's messed up. This up. Um, so that was that's what I had for y'all today. Twelve years in prison. Yeah, I know it feels like it should be way more than that, but it should be in there for like twenty five years. <laughs> like a lot, twenty five. That's a lot. No, twenty five fucking years. You get a quarter of a lifetime in the fucking. Actually, lifetime is less than a hundred years, but regardless, you get twenty five years. That's it. That's how much the fucking Granny's jail time. Like, honestly, those people who fucking he fucked over probably didn't even have an opportunity. It would take them 25 years to make fucking a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? And that's not money that they would be able to keep. 
yeah. it would be money that they spend on their, you know, their expenses, their Living, fucking, their yeah. life. Yeah. Just, it's gross. It's super disgusting. But they got their jail time. I think they're trying to get these people their money back. And next week, we're going to talk to a lawyer who actually gets people their money back. Cole Baines. Cole Baines. Um, do you have a thumbs up for the week? <sighs> thumbs up. This is the last week of school. Yay! Summer break officially starts on Friday. Thursday. Um, well, Friday is no school day. Yeah. So, okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> So I, the last day of school is Thursday. So yeah, I guess you know however you look at that. Um, so I'm excited that I won't have to be fucking waking up at the butt crack of dawn to get Gracie on fucking Zoom <laughs> and listening to her to, every day. I'm tired. I don't want to. I'm like you're the you stay up till the butt crack of dawn and then think you're not supposed to get up for class. That's not how it works. Go to sleep when I tell you to, and you don't have this issue. So, three months of that. This is how it works. <laughs> um, what's your thumbs up? Um, I'm ready to party. I'm ready to party. My husband hooked up the backyard. It looks good. Because I was like, babe, I've been working fucking hard for like two years in this backyard. Too damn hard. So, this, today he, he did work. And I'm really excited to just make everything come together. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, <laughs> An old lady to share it on the <laughs> Um, I don't know, dude. Like, I'm just, I'm just trying to keep my head above water and keep the lights on. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Hey, guys, join our Patreon. We need your support. Support us, please. Yeah, please. We would love you. Well, we do love you because you guys listen to us and we really appreciate you all. We hope you're having a great and fantabulous June. It's June now. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, connect with us at bookoflifepodcast.com. Uh, if you want to connect with us on social, do that. We have 122 episodes. Please listen to them all. <laughs> listen to all of them. In a day. In one day. It is not possible. <laughs> um, even if you listen 24 hours a day, you would it would take a week. No. Because we got all that content for you. Um, I'm Sunny Hepburn. And I'm Brandy Flakes. And this was Book, Book of Lies. Lies. The podcast. It's Bulp, bitches. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.